Welcome to The Lead Clinic. I'm your host, Dr. Peter Vitale. It's a great honor to be with you here today for the you know first episode of this new podcast. And I really want to focus this episode on why I chose to even be here today. And so, you know, I think as I was really thinking about exactly what to talk about today, one of the key things that really stuck with me were two quotes that I read. And this first one that we have up on the screen, right? The world suffers a lot, not because of the violence of bad people, but because of the silence of good people. And that's the reason I'm here today, is to be the voice that's helping small business owners and their marketing departments actually run effectively. That's the most important thing that we're going to do on this podcast together. And another quote that came up was, you need somebody to stand up for you. You're the little guy. You just don't realize it yet. The Commonwealth has all the aces, and you don't even know you're playing cards. And over the past few years, when I've learned so much about lead generation and, and digital marketing, the more I thought about it, and the more I went back in time to years ago when I was just an insurance agent buying leads to, to sell policies to customers, I now look back at that time and go, oh my gosh, they had all the aces, and I didn't even know we were playing cards. That's how blind I was. The purpose of this show is to make sure you're not doing those same things. You're not making the mistakes that I made. And that is what I'm here to do. So the why behind the lead clinic, why are we here? Yeah, for those reasons, but I'm just an insurance agent. That is how I didn't even know what a lead was until I became an insurance agent. What's a lead? A lead's just a customer, right? It's just a prospective customer that we want to sell a policy to. And we bought these leads from various vendors. And, and this is my background. This is, you know, a photo of me opening uh, my Allstate agency, uh, going to training in Northbrook, Illinois, uh, at Allstate's headquarters in 2014, so almost a decade ago now. And in that time, I spent so much time, so much energy, and so much money buying leads to acquire customers. And this is how it all started. Now, there's a lot of insurance agents that are going to be watching the show. I recognize that. And if you work for one of the you know, large uh, captive uh, insurance providers like Allstate or State Farm, you've inevitably got a corporate leader, uh, a sales manager, someone over you that's telling you the recipe's simple. Buy more leads, hire more staff, You'll do more quotes. You'll sell more policies. It's a numbers game. They try and simplify it for you. I would argue that it's not that simple, that that recipe sets you up for failure. And why? Because they just tell you buy more leads. They don't tell you to buy the right leads. They don't tell you the process to vet leads to separate the good stuff from the bad stuff, to separate the scams scam leads from the non-scam leads, they just say buy more leads. Sometimes they don't even tell you who to buy them from. Sometimes they do. Frankly, if they're telling you who to buy them from, I'd be very skeptical because whose interests are they serving? Are they serving your interest or the interest of the company that you, know, you ultimately roll up to if you're a captive agent? So this was just, it was crazy. Buy more leads, hire more staff, do more quotes. Come on, that's not legitimate business advice. Like, Everybody knows that, right? If you do more quoting, you're going to do more selling. But buying more leads doesn't necessarily lead to more quotes, does it? I would argue that buying more leads could lead to less quotes if you're buying the wrong leads. And this is the purpose of this podcast, to show you what you don't know, to show you the technology and the tools that are available to help you be a more sophisticated lead buyer. And that's exactly what we're going to do. So seriously, buy more leads, do more quotes. That doesn't always work. And here's, what's ha here's what happens if you just buy more leads, do more quotes. Are you going to sell policies? You know what? Let's look at this TikTok video that's hysterical because it's so true. Day in the life as an insurance agent, it's the best part of the day. I get a call on internet leads now, and internet leads are usually super nice, and I always want to talk to you, and I like getting called. So 
I'm just going to videotape a few calls and see if there's any good ones because they're usually super nice to me. Always super nice, right? Hello? Hey, is Nick available? Yeah, you're speaking to him. Hey, Nick, this is Elijah with Goodman Family Insurance. How are you doing today? No, see, this is the fourth fucking call this week so far that I've had an insurance company call me about some stupid shit, and now I'm about to get my damn lawyers involved. You understand? The fact that you guys, people can call and call and call and keep harassing us, you don't know, nothing to fucking do? Well, Unbelievable. Uh, Nick, this is my first time calling you. I don't give a fuck. Goodbye. And that's exactly what happens. Anyone who buys leads knows that story. It's the first time you called, but you've been calling and calling and calling and calling and calling. Hmm. What is going on? Why is this happening? Maybe the system is broken. This isn't lead to a good consumer experience, right? This guy's being harassed on the other end of the phone. He's not just being a jerk to be a jerk. His phone has been blowing up over and over and over and over and over again. We have a problem in this country with marketers overreaching, pushing too far, and you're going to see exactly why that happens in this episode. I'm not going to make you wait. I'm not going to make you wait to see why that happens in this episode. There's two important lessons we're going to learn in this episode, and your mind is going to be blown because you're going to say, Peter, I've been spending money on this stuff. Yeah, guys, you have. Nobody tells you because you don't even know the right questions to ask. You have no idea. You say, I want an exclusive lead or I want a lead that's a homeowner. We're talking, that's basic. That's table stakes kind of stuff. Everyone should know that. You know, those kind of things, that, that's easy. Everyone knows it. We're going to go in and we're going to deep dive so much deeper to figure out how we can do this better because there is a better way. Do you think Geico and Progressive and, you know, the, the large carriers that buy leads direct and buy clicks and buy inbound calls, do you think with, you know, billion-dollar annual marketing budgets that they're buying leads the same way? I assure you they're not. I know they're not. Why? Because we are buying leads the same way they are now, okay? And that's the same way you're going to be buying leads too because it's about transparency. I'm not sitting here. I don't want to have this all in a black box, proprietary information. That's all BS. That's not who I am, okay? We are going to show you very, very clearly exactly what you can do and exactly why we're going to deliver a better quality product to you. This doesn't just help the small business owners that I'm going to talk about in a minute like you. This helps the consumer experience. Americans are sick of being harassed. They're sick of it. I'm sick of it. People change phone numbers because of it. People don't answer calls from unknown numbers because of it. Could be your kid's school calling. Could be a hospital calling. Could be the police department calling. There could be a legitimate emergency, but Americans aren't answering their phones because they're sick of the abuse. And you know what? We all are. It happens to us all. But as small business owners who rely on this marketing, we're getting screwed twice, right? The first time, we're getting the same calls that everyone else is getting. But then the legitimate calls that we're trying to make to prospective consumers are getting blocked. And that's how we make money and put food on the table for our families. We need to kick the bad actors out of this industry. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put everyone on notice now. If you're a bad actor in this industry, we're going to expose you. We're going to do everything in our power to get rid of you. We have no tolerance for this anymore. It is completely out of control. It will be stopped. So here's my why, right? Lead generation, its current form is broken. We just talked about it, right? There's a lot of people in lead generation that are making a lot of money, okay? I'm going to be honest with you. But what about the small business owners buying leads? How was your bottom line last year? Increased, decreased? How, how is the inflationary environment doing for auto insurance and home insurers? How's the high interest rates doing for mortgage companies and mortgage originators? What about the lead companies? How are they doing? I don't know, but you know what? We showed you a TikTok a few minutes ago. Now we'll show you an Instagram video that I found pretty entertaining. I will say, complete disclosure, I don't know who this guy is. I don't even know if he's telling the truth, but let's take him at face value. Excuse me, guys. Excuse me, guys. Hey, it's uh, Jim, the watch guy. 
I love your AP, man. What do you do for a living? I do for a living. I own my own business. You own your own business? I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a legal. What kind of company? Lead. Oh, lead, how do we find you? How do businesses find you? So this gentleman, okay, he's wearing a $60,000 watch. It's a nice watch, and God bless him. You know, he's doing, you know, probably works very hard for it. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. But maybe he's one of these bad actors. We don't know. I don't know who he is. I couldn't pick him off the street. He could be a surgeon for all I know and not a lead generator, just like I'm sitting here in a doctor's coat telling you you're in the lead gen clinic. So why am I doing this? Let's get back to this for a quick second because this is important, right? I'm a small business guy, okay? Small business, entrepreneurship, it's in my DNA. I am certain of it. So on the screen now, you've got some family images. First, we have my grandparents and my uncle. They uh, had a number of businesses, but this business in this photo was really cool. My uncle was the 1987 world skateboarding champion, and my grandparents opened a skateboard shop with him, okay, for skateboards and, and you know, related apparel and such. You know, another photo uh, is of my other set of grandparents that owns, you know, a retail grocery store, okay, immigrated from Italy and lived the American dream. That photo on the bottom right-hand corner is, you know, an aerial shot uh, of, of that uh, same business. And then on the bottom left, you've got me opening my first Allstate agency in 2014, the first business I ever opened. Um, and so there's something special about this, right? This is people living the American dream. And why do I do this? Because look, I've gotten screwed on Lee Jen. And I would like to think that if my grandparents were making a business decision or a business investment and someone had knowledge that said, no, 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 you might not want to do that, that they would have spoken up. They would have protected them the same way I'm trying to help you. I didn't get into lead generation to make money. I got into lead generation to figure out how bad it really was. And was I um, losing 5%? Uh, was I losing 50% of my marketing spend? How much was I overspending by? I estimated I would have spent three months like kind of digging around, kicking the tires, seeing what's going on. And then I would have known. And then I would have made, you know, some business decisions. Do I want to keep marketing this way? Do I want to go into different kind of marketing? But what happened in this world, and I don't want to over-romanticize it, but I fell in love with it because it's a puzzle that I can't quite put together all the way yet. Now, we've put together a lot of pieces and we've exposed a lot of fraud and we found a lot of scam artists and we've, we're going to expose the bad players. Don't worry, I'm not scared of anybody. I'm not going to you know, be fearful of, of, of naming names here. That will happen on subsequent episodes. It's just, we're going to be honest because you know what? Covering this stuff up, that's what's gone on for the last 30 years in this industry. And guess what? It's gone to hell and we're not going to let it happen anymore. People who stand up for the right thing are those who get things done. And that's what I'm going to do for you. I will not let you down because I'm a small business person like you. Lead gen people, great, okay? Make money doing it the right way. Insurance carriers and other verticals, great. We're gonna help you too. I don't care as much about them, I'll be honest, right? Insurance carriers have multi-billion dollar marketing budgets. They're spending other people's money, right? They're, they're financed by the public markets, right? They don't really need my help. They've got enough money to figure it out for themselves, and they have, and they have, and good for them. But the people who are watching this podcast are the people who need help. I don't have a billion-dollar marketing budget, and seriously, right? Allstate, State Farm, Geico, all north of a billion dollars last year in marketing spend. I don't think if we combined everyone watching this podcast, even if there's some of the biggest insurance agencies, some of the biggest home service uh, providers— whatever vertical you might be in, I still don't think we're spending the collective marketing spend of those companies. So they can figure this stuff out because they have the financial resources and time. Why can't you? You're running your business, right? But just because you're a small business guy and you're running your business doesn't necessarily mean you should be screwed over in this process either, right? Exactly right. And that's what we're here to do. Every insurance agent, every small business owner that I've talked to in the past few years about lead gen, they all inevitably say one thing. Lead generation's a scam. And you know what? That is true. 
some lead generation is a scam. But you know what? Honestly, when I talk to the lead generation people, you know what they tell me? Peter, these insurance agents can't sell anything. Some of that's true too. Uh, not both those things can be true, just not at the extreme levels. Yes, some lead gen is a scam. Some insurance agents can't sell anything to anyone. But if we have the right lead generation and the right insurance agents and the right products and the right process and the right people and lead gen still isn't working, then I think something's wrong. And that's what we have to fix. If we have smart, competent business owners that understand the metrics, that understand the process, that understand the products they sell, there's no reason whatsoever that they shouldn't be successful using lead generation. But you have to buy the right leads. This is the difference between shopping at the most gourmet grocers to shopping at the most discounted of discounted trash. Insurance agents, and you know what? I'm always going to be honest with you. And I focus on insurance agents because that's who I am and that's what I do. But I really mean everyone across most verticals. Here's what's happened. You have contributed to this in what I call the race to the bottom. You focused on lead cost, cost per lead. I want a dollar lead. Okay. Did you buy a dollar cocktail? Did you buy a dollar steak? Did you buy a dollar car? Did you buy? No. The cheapest of everything isn't ever the best of anything. So you have to realize you get what you pay for. And we've been in this race to the bottom. Dollar lead, dollar lead, dollar lead, let's get it cheaper. If we could get penny leads, you know, everyone want penny leads. Come on, guys. That's, that's just not smart, sophisticated business. I don't care if you spend a, buy a lead for a dollar, you buy a lead for $1 million. If you're making the adequate return on your marketing investment, that is what we need to focus on. Don't contribute. Now, I know, I know, I'm going to lose like half the people that can be, Peter's crazy, he's in the lead gen business now, and he wants to charge us a lot more money. No. I want to help you source the right leads to the right traffic sources. And it may cost a little more, but your cost per acquisition will go down in the end. Okay? Say that again. Let's break it down. You're going to spend more per lead, but you will make more money. This is obvious because if you're sourcing high-quality, high-intent consumers, you're going to be doing better, right? You're going to close more deals. You're going to get more people on the phone. This is just obvious, okay? If you're saying, I want dollar leads, you're going to get dollar leads. You're going to get trash, okay? And this is the best analogy I can come up with for this, right? I leave recording here, and, and this is like, you know, 7 o'clock in the evening right now. And I leave here, I may go down the street and I, I may go have dinner and a cocktail or maybe dinner and a glass of wine. And when I do that, if I ask the bartender to bring me a Manhattan that costs 50 cents, but I want a Maker's Mark Manhattan, they're going to tell me they can't do it. Peter, I, we can, that, that's a $10 drink. I don't even know how much it costs, but you know, let's assume it's a $10 drink. But I want it for 50 cents. They're going to say, we can't do it. And I'm going to say, no, 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 find a way, find a way, find a way. That's what everyone's done, right? Cheaper leads, cheaper leads, cheaper leads. And they'll find a way. Now, the bartender may not find a way because he's an honest guy and he's not going to want to do this. But if he was in the lead gen business, here's how he would do it. He would take the smallest amount of maker's mark and then he'd dump in a little bit of food dye and a lot of water. And he'd say, here is, you know, your very cheap cocktail. I gave you what you wanted. You wanted it for a dollar. You got it for a dollar. Did that help anybody? Are you satisfied drinking that? No, it tastes like garbage. Same thing's true with your leads. Let's stop playing games. Let's be smart, savvy business people. You guys are smart and savvy business people. And you know what? I'll go back to this slide for a second about my family and their small businesses because I think this is important. Small business owners put their own money into the business or they mortgage their family's financial future to do that, okay? That's different. There's something special about that. That's the American dream. And honestly, you know, this podcast isn't scripted. I'm not reading from a teleprompter, obviously. But look, I'm in a podcast studio in Royal Oak, Michigan. The people here that I'm dealing with have been very nice. I presume they're small business owners. This is they put their own blood, sweat, tears into this business. No different than I put into mine. No different into what you put into yours. So you're smart. 
be smarter than asking for dollar leads because you know anything worth buying isn't going to be cheap. You only get what you pay for. Or as I like to always say, price is only relevant in the absence of value. Now, yeah, sure. Don't buy a $10 lead if it converts as, as poorly as a $1 lead. That would be stupid. I'm not suggesting you do that. But I'm asking you to measure the value, not in the price of what the lead costs, but in the value that lead delivers to your business. When we start doing it that way, things are going to change. But sadly, in the lead generation ecosystem now, if you start buying $10 leads, they probably convert as bad as the $1 leads because there's a systemic problem in lead generation. That's what we're here to fix. So where do we get from here, right? Lead generation, where are the leads coming from? Now, I'm sure you've asked your lead vendors that, and I'm sure they've all kind of like given you a strange answer that's very innocuous. You know, they tell you how complex it is, and, you know, it's coming from different places, and, you know, we do, we monitor all this stuff on the back end. It's all kind of BS, okay? Let's just call it what it is. It's BS. We need transparency. We need checks and balances. Sunlight into the dark black box of lead generation is just what the doctor ordered, and that's what we're going to bring to it. And that is the purpose of this show. So I want you to please, right, this is episode one, please like, please subscribe, please follow, because not only is this just going to be Peter up here spewing his knowledge, there are many good and decent people in the lead generation ecosystem. Yeah, there's a lot of scumbags. We all already knew that. But there are good and honest people, and we'll bring those people and the products that they sell and the services they, they provide onto the show. This is something that you will look forward to watching because it will give you the insights and the knowledge that no one else is going to share with you. Now, listen, how did I get all this information, insights, and knowledge? I spent a few years of my life, I spent over a few million dollars now figuring this stuff out. And oftentimes, People don't tell you exactly what's going on. No one's like, you know, some people are, but not everybody is open, honest, transparent, and just an open book. That's what I'm going to be to you. Because you know what? Someone shouldn't have to spend two years of their life. Now, listen, I don't have hobbies and I don't have kids. So it's easy for me to go do that because I'm literally on the road every few weeks, going to a different conference, meeting different people or the same people, building relationships, building trust with them so we can figure this out together. I like to think I'm a pretty good judge of character, so I think we can separate the good from the bad, but anyone who I'm telling you is good is verifiably good person, is a verifiably good business that they're running, and they're trying to do the right thing. There's a lot of those people. So I don't want to just come in here, go, you know, come in really hot and say, you know, they're all scumbags. That's not true. It's, they're not true. There's a lot of scumbags. But they're not all like that. So we'll be identifying the good players, the good people, the good products, the good processes that are going to help you and help your business. So according to lead generation, where do all the people come from, right? Uh, they're searching on Google for, for an auto insurance. Okay. How many leads are there a day in the ecosystem for auto insurance leads, let's just say? Millions, Peter, millions a day. Okay. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but guess what, guys? I'm never going to agree that 10% of the United States population shopping for insurance for their car on any given day doesn't happen. We'll never believe it. So how can those kind of numbers be reported? There's such high demand for auto insurance, you know, and that, that all these lead generators are generating all these leads, you know, and all these customers, when we call them, are like this guy on TikTok and they, you know, tell you to F off and that they never even asked for it. How many times have you got a call or called someone and they said, why are you calling me? I didn't want auto insurance prices. I didn't want, you know, a new plumbing. I don't need a plumbing repair at my house. I don't need a new roof. Whatever service you provide, how many times you reach out to someone, they just tell you, honestly, I didn't do that. Now, sure, maybe some of those people are regretting, you know, giving their information to someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, maybe. But not all of them, not that many. Some of them you can detect. Just human intuition can detect who's honest, who's not. And it really hit me one day. 
where I was listening to a call that one of my team members took. And this person, they were very honest. And um, they said, no, I'm not looking for auto insurance. Okay. All right. Well, maybe your spouse just put the information in online. No, I don't have a spouse. Okay. All right. Yep. You're right. Does says you don't have a spouse. Okay. You know, and they just said very honestly, I don't know if you can hear in the background, but I'm going 80 miles an hour down I-75 right now. I couldn't have filled out a lead form right now. I'm in the car. I'm on the freeway. I'm going fast. It would be, you know, incredibly dangerous. And it's not anything I would do when I'm driving. And through some verifiable technology that we had, we figured out that this person submitted the lead like exactly 40 seconds before we called them. So if we have verifiable technology that says that they filled it out 40 seconds before, and they're telling us they didn't, and we believe them, and we hear that they're in the car, and I mean, the guy's probably not like, you know, pretending to be in his car. What's going on? Well, there's a lot of things going on, and that problem will be dissected throughout this series, okay? Because that's what we're looking to solve. Why waste your time? Why waste your money? Why waste your staff's morale, right? How many of you have five, six, seven, eight people in your office, and you're telling them, dial these leads, dial these leads, dial these leads, and they just get told to F off all day, and they just get told, no, I'm not buying what you're selling. I don't even want it. How many people don't even answer the phone? It's a waste of money, guys. We got to get better at this, and we will. So these people aren't all coming from Google, okay? That's the biggest myth of lead generation, right? If you're not everyone's on page one of Google, but guess who can be on page one, right? Allstate, State Farm, Geico, you know, the crowds with the billion dollar annual marketing budgets. They can be on page one of Google, no problem. But then you have Google ads. So people pay to get their ad put up on page one. Well, how many ads? I mean, you guys do a Google search real quick. How many ads come up? Not that many on page one, a few, but not that many. So not all these people are being come through Google search. So where the hell are they coming from, right? I mean, this is the obvious question now. Where are they coming from, Peter? Well, let me break down. And I told you we get to two things and here are the two things because as much as I'm a marketer and I love marketing and I like to, to tease things out for as long as possible, I won't do that to you. Episode one will have very, very good content. Episode one will have two very important lessons that you're going to learn now. But before I tell you those two things, I'm going to just show you very quickly here where you are versus where you should be, right? All the way at the start of this path is someone who knows nothing about lead generation, right? You know, you just got your insurance license. You've never worked in sales before. You go into an office and you say, how do we get clients? We're just waiting for the phone to ring, right? That's where you start. Now, your above average insurance agent is somewhere around 40% through what they should know about lead generation before they buy their first lead. Now I'm talking your above average insurance agent. There's only about 40% of the knowledge you need before you should buy your first lead. So Peter, you're telling me that not one person, very few, very few people get to the finish line before they buy their first lead. Some, most, nearly all, never get to the finish line. It took me over a decade between buying my first lead and getting to the finish line. Think of how much money I wasted. Talking about years where I spent millions in lead generation, years where I spent hundreds of thousands in lead generation, I was a fool. Very clear. I was a fool. I should have done this a long time ago, but you know what? Better late than never. But I'm not going to make you wait because why would I? Why don't we share knowledge? Why don't we help each other out? This is what we should be doing. Well, I'll tell you right. You guys are all running businesses, right? I get that. But like I told you earlier, I don't have kids. I don't have hobbies. So I have the luxury of time. And I'm going to share that knowledge with you. That is what I'm here to do. So what's at the finish line? Solutions exist to filter your leads at a very granular level. But this information isn't shared with you. I look forward to showing you these solutions. Let's look at two examples of what you may not suspect is considered a legitimate lead, but is legally considered a legitimate lead in this industry. So you're going to look at two examples. Let's just dissect that again. You're going to look at two examples of what you may not suspect is it considered a legitimate lead, but it is. So let's take a look. This is a huge problem. This is called an internet remarketing lead. You get something in your inbox that says, hmm, are you interested in a quote? Now, what does that say there? It says view quote. 
They put in no information. They've, this is, let me break down to you what happened. About a year and a half ago, I opened a different Gmail account and I said, I'm going to fill out two lead forms and I'm going to see what happens. That's why I filled out two leads. That was it. Went to two different lead generator websites, plugged in all my information. That's it. Now, if you look over here, I think it says 610 emails in that email account. Two internet leads, a year later, 610 emails. Two leads, 610 emails. Why? Why? That doesn't even make sense. Because this is the internet remarketing lead. This is a new lead. When you simply, let, let, let's just go back. Let's look at it again, what happened. We're in the Gmail inbox. We see an email. We've processed your request for your uh, Land Rover Range Rover insurance. Click here to view the rate. Then it brings me to another page. Welcome back, Peter. View updated matches. And then what's going to happen? I'm going to hit view quotes. View quotes, right? Please wait four seconds, three seconds, two seconds. The license agent will call you. It told me I was going to view a quote. I didn't view a quote. I didn't even see a quote. There's no numbers on this screen, right? I'm not missing anything. There's no numbers on this screen. Guys, I'm a simple person. I'm a small business guy. I would just simply call that deceptive marketing. Okay, I already think what's really happened here. Now, it does say license agents may provide exclusive quotes via phone or email. Okay, so it's kind of there. But when you have a button that says view quotes, but what's all that language below the button? What's the language below the button? That's your legal opt-in. That's the right that you're saying, I'm giving my express written consent for someone to call me about this product. But how did they induce you into doing that? They didn't put that part up in orange that said, you know, look what's in orange right here. You know, view your quote. What's in orange again? View quote. What's not in orange is licensed agents may be providing quotes via email or phone. This is the issue. Honestly, it's false and deceptive advertising right there. Okay, there's no, I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Okay, I'll pretend to play a doctor. I won't pretend to play a lawyer. So I don't know if it's by the legal definition. I'm talking, when I say that this is, the common sense definition is, if it says view quote, it should, you should be able to view a quote after you, you hit the button, right? It's like if you walked up to a door and it said push, you push, you expect the door to open. If it said pull, you pull, you expect the door to open, right? It's not rocket science. View quotes should view a quote. Okay, and then we got all this language down there. Okay, all right, that's great. Now, that's a new lead, right? So I filled this one lead out, and they must have emailed me, you know, 300 times from this one company basically saying, hey, check out another lead, check out another lead, check out another quote, check out another quote. Why? Because they churn that into a different lead, right? because you've given your opt-in again. So now they can sell to somebody else and somebody else and somebody else. And you wonder why these customers are pissed off when you call them? Guys, this is the problem. It's easy. We're just churning the opt-in over and over and over again. Phone call after phone call after phone call after phone call. Who is that benefiting? I would submit to you it benefits no one but the people who are getting paid for this activity. That is the problem. So that's the first problem. That's the very first problem. This is, right, this is just episode one. There's a, this isn't gonna be a one episode podcast, folks. There's gonna be a lot more of this, but let's get into one more because this is the next craziest thing. When I found out about this stuff, I was like, oh my God, here's part of the problem. Here's part of the problem. Here's part of the problem. So that was the first problem. Now we're ready for the second problem. The second problem is honestly even crazier than the first one. You know, two clicks of a button, new lead. That's scammy stuff, guys. Okay, there's no two ways about that. That's scammy stuff. But this is even more scammy. All right, let's look at this one. Remember, this is where we left off a minute ago. I click that view quote button. Want to see that quote, right? Okay, get quotes. Let's see that. Let's see. I want to get that quote. You know, I want to see a quote. I'm a consumer. I just want to see the quote. We're waiting. Okay, and I'm to another page, get quote. All right. Now I hit get quotes again. No problem. Let's see what happens. We're going to get there, right? I know we're going to get there. They're not lying to us all this time. 
Get quotes again. Boy, this screen looked like the first one, right? Maybe it's the same company even that's just branded the website differently. Okay, now we get to another one. All right, let's take a look. Still getting quotes. Oh, this one wants more information now. No problem. Oh, but it pulled through some of the information. Okay, no problem. Let's, uh, we'll answer this accurately. You know, I want the, I want the quote, right? I'm going to keep going through this. Put in my phone number. This has got my address on it. Uh, hopefully none of these lead generators we're exposing are going to like come and kill me at my house or something for like exposing the secrets. Uh, but I don't suspect they will. They're, they're not, they're not that bad. Okay. We got the rates. Let's see what happens. We're waiting. And guess what, guys? That's where it ends. But guess what happened here? Five leads were generated in this attempt. The original lead, four subsequent. We call this a click wall. Now, what's a click wall? Well, it's that thing at the end, right? You filled out the lead, you got the quote, you viewed the quote, you got the quote, right? No, we didn't get the quote. We never saw numbers. We never saw a quote, guys, ever. These are very smart and very cunning people. They never displayed a price to us. Why is that? They don't have a price. These aren't insurance carriers. This isn't Progressive. This isn't Allstate. This isn't Geico. These guys, this is not... Insurance companies, these are lead gen websites. They said, view quote, you didn't see the quote. Nobody saw the quote. Five leads off the same information were just sent into the lead generation ecosystem. Now, if we're counting every one of these people, now you may say to me, Peter, people can't be this stupid, right? To click all those clicks. Like you're just kind of, you're playing along. Like you, you know how the system works. So you're, you're deriving the outcome that you want. Hell no, I'm not. I would say the average consumer may click it more than we just clicked it. Because, right, we live in, this isn't 1970. This isn't 1990. This isn't, this is 2023 today, right? What's happening? We live in a world where Amazon, we say, buy now. It's delivered the next day, sometimes the same day. They don't lie to us. They tell us very honestly what's going to happen in the transaction. Why? Because they're making money off of the transaction in what I would say is an ethical and legitimate way, right? They buy a product. They tax a margin onto it. They ship it to you. They may charge you or not charge you for shipping, and you get the product you ordered. It's kind of the way the economy works, right? Except for this. Except for this. Over here... When we have this, guess what happens, guys? This is the only place where reality, it's a different reality, where view quotes doesn't actually mean you see a quote. View quotes means your phone blows up, and when you keep hitting view quotes, your phone keeps blowing up. This is a horrible consumer experience. It's a disgrace, honestly, okay? It's a complete disgrace. The people who do this should be ashamed of themselves. Listen, some of them are my friends. Some of them are okay people. They do this because the rest of the industry does this, and it's gone to shit. We have to say now, very, very, very clearly, hell no, we're not buying leads that are generated this way. Especially if you're in the insurance vertical. Guys, insurance rates are on the rise. Everyone's shopping for insurance. It could be a hell of a lot easier to generate leads than this, right? You may want to stand on a street corner and, and wave a sign, and you, you may have better results than this. Five leads, same person? This is, this is shameful. It is shameful, okay? But why doesn't anyone know this? Because no one's ever told them. And yeah, maybe some people know some of this. Maybe some of you know some of this. But this is, this is basic level. When's the last time that you filled out a lead form and legitimately put your information in it? Maybe you haven't done it in 10 or 15 years. I would tell you, do it today understand the experience your prospects are going through and make sure that you're not falling prey to these. That's how I figured all this out. I just went through a consumer funnel. And then when I got the email and then a very nice State Farm agent called me 36 seconds after I hit that button. And I said, you know what? I'm actually an insurance agent myself. I'm sorry to waste your time and money. I offered to send them a gift card. 
you know, buy them a cup of coffee because I'm sure they spent five or ten dollars on that lead. I was nice about it. I was polite about it. I didn't do it to scam them. I did this to expose the bullshit that's happening in the system. And excuse my very candid language, but guys, that's what it is. It's bullshit. This is crazy town. We should not be buying this stuff. Stop it today. You're contributing to the problem in the world where consumers are getting called and called and called and called and they hate everybody. This is the problem and you're contributing to it through your ignorance and that's why I'm here. Not because, you know, I'm God's gift to the insurance industry or Legion, but because I'm someone who's going to stand up here and say, you know what, it's time to do the right thing. It's time to expose the fraud, the deception, and what I think is illegal behavior, but I'm not a lawyer, so that's my opinion. It's not fact. I don't want to say it in a way that, you know, some, you know, lawyer sitting in Manhattan's, you know, going to send me a letter. You know, go ahead. I don't care. We're going to still say what has to be said but we're gonna do it in the right and proper way. So I'm not gonna say that it's illegal. I suspect it could be illegal. That's a question for a law, a lawyer. That's a question for a judge. That's a question for a jury. It's not a question for a doctor. Common sense tells me it should be illegal. And you know what? Maybe it's not, but you know what? Maybe we should make it illegal. Maybe the things that the Federal Communications FCC, the Federal Communication Commission is doing and the Federal Trade, Communication, uh, Federal Trade Commission's doing recently, trying to crack down on lead gen, Maybe they're doing it because they got one too many robocalls. Maybe we push the envelope a little too far. No, we didn't push the envelope a little too far. We pushed the envelope way too far. Not us. I shouldn't say we. The crazy people in the lead gen ecosystem push the envelope way too far. We've had enough. We're not going to keep buying this garbage. That's it. We're putting you on notice today. We're not buying this garbage anymore. The trash goes where the trash belongs in a trash can. It does not belong in your email inbox, in your CRM, in your lead management system. Trash doesn't belong there. Interested, prospective consumers belong there. People who want you to call them belong there. Stop letting this BS into your system. Stop saying, I want dollar leads. You want dollar leads, you get this garbage. It's that simple. Some people might say, Peter, dollar leads convert. <sighs> okay, dollar leads, some of them may convert, great. Here's what I'd say to you. Do you want to be part of the problem or part of the solution? I want to be part of the solution. I'm not talking about just the solution in Legion. I'm talking about the solution in telecommunications in America right now. People don't answer the phone. Why? Because they're sick of the abuse. Let's put an end to the abuse together. Let's help your marketing budgets. Let's get you more people who you want to talk to, more people who want to buy your product, more people who want to sell. Let's do all of that and let's give respect back to the American consumer. Listen, if these guys could stick a chip in your brain so you didn't have to hold the, the, the cell phone to your ear, right? They would do it. And what would they do? They would be sending you advertising messages all day long because that's what they wanna do. Get them on the phone, get them on the phone, get them on the phone. Let's enough with the BS, enough with the bad actors, enough with the crazy stuff. Let's get back to business the way business should be conducted in an honest, ethical, in forthright way. We can do that in the lead gen community. I've met great people and I know my cell phone's gonna blow up when this, uh, when this episode drops. I know it will, and that's okay. I'm prepared for it. It's not gonna be robocalls, it's gonna be people saying, Peter, I thought you were my friend and I'm gonna say very politely to them, we are friends. If you're doing things the right way, you're gonna be on my podcast. It'll, well, it'll be a hard hitting interview if you want. Or it'll be very easy because you're either on the right side or you're on the wrong side. And I suspect that most of my friends in the lead generation community are on the right side. And if you're on the right side and you know you're doing the right things, you have nothing to worry about. You're not the ones we're putting on notice today. We're putting the scumbags on notice, though. This stuff is going to stop. Knock it off. People aren't going to buy it. We're going to expose you in the community because if you're selling garbage, we're sick of it. We're done. The last thing I'll say is, why is this so hard to differentiate? These are just common industry words, jargon, okay? All this, it's like a whole subculture, honestly, in this community, in this lead generation ecosystem. It's a complete subculture, okay? It's interesting. There's a, it is strategy. It's technique. I respect it. But we're going to break through all the jargon, 
all the BS so you can do your marketing better. You can buy leads that are quality. That's what we're here for. We're going to help you get interested consumers who are actually interested. It's that easy. But let's just recap. We're not going to talk about price per lead. We're going to talk about how much does it cost to convert a consumer? How much do you make off that consumer? What's your marketing budget? We're going to talk about marketing no different than anyone else does marketing. No one else says, uh, how much is it going to cost me to mail that flyer to this house? Okay. They break it down into a sophisticated business argument. I'm going to send out this many mailers. I'm going to get this many responses. This is how much it's going to cost me per mailer. If I get this many sales, I make X commission per sale. Guys, do you know, in whatever vertical you're in, what's your average revenue per client? Insurance agents, most of them don't know this. Well, they'll start talking in premium. And a, a, a great insurance agent once told me, he's like, no one measures anything in premium because you can't spend premium. Why are we talking about premium? Can anyone tell me why we're talking about premium? Yeah, premium, well, Peter, we're paid off a commission and we get the commission and the commission is a function of the premium. Great. Why are we talking about premium? I still don't understand. You can't spend premium. You can spend commission. You can spend money, but you can't spend premium. So forget about what the what is the revenue per client that your agency, your small business generates. That's what we need to know. Why do we need to know it? Because we need to figure out how many, what's your close rate, okay? How many quotes can you do a day? We need to do a sophisticated business plan, okay? Let's stop being idiots, okay? Let's just knock it off. Forget about lead cost. Let's focus on, all right, here's how much a lead will cost, right? I'm not saying completely forget about it. Don't pay $3,000 for a lead. You, anyone knows you'd be an idiot to do that. But let's just really think about, here's what my average lead cost is. Here's what my average revenue is. Here's my close rate. Here's my close rate for this producer versus that producer. Let's start measuring what matters. When we do that, we can win. Because you may find out, Peter, I can spend $10 a lead, $20 a lead for the right lead for people who actually pick up the phone and want to talk to me, people whose information isn't sold through this, this click wall thing, we're going to get into it. I haven't even, my research is still in the very early stages of it, but I'd love to know who even came up with this idea. I've, I've got a whole research team looking into it right now to find out the patents and, and all the, you know, the whole history. We're going to do a family history, like a family tree. We're going to figure this out. Not because a person was a bad person, like most things, probably had good intentions. But then it gets bastardized, you know, through constant evolution and, and some slime balls then figure out, well, it would just keep putting a click wall. I mean, if this web page didn't time out, I would submit to you that the click wall may never end. It may be like, you know, Instagram or Facebook or anything, LinkedIn, you know, it's the, the, the infinite scrolling. This is the infinite scam loop, okay? That's what that is. But people are not dumb enough. I don't want to be disparaging on the general public, but people are trustworthy enough. People are trustworthy enough when they say view quote, they think they're going to get a quote. It doesn't say push here for a phone call. It says view quote. I'm a pretty black and white guy. I don't have my dictionary with me, but I would, uh, I would say that if we looked in the dictionary and saw the word view, it wouldn't say anything about a phone call. Just saying. That's just my opinion. Okay, I'm a black and white guy though. So I think the American consumer is too trustworthy sometimes. And when they say view quote, they think they're going to get a quote. What happens? They get a phone call. I didn't want a phone call. Maybe they didn't. This isn't the way we should be presenting ourselves to consumers. This isn't the way, okay? But honestly, and the lead generation community will tell you this, Peter, you know, these leads are like crack to these people. Come on, who even says that? Like it's a joke? That's sick. We don't want people addicted to crack or opioids or anything else. And we don't want people addicted to lead generation. We want to help entrepreneurs build successful businesses. That's what this should be about. Let's stop messing around, guys. Let's start running businesses like they should be. At the end of the day, 
this is the end of episode one. I want to thank you for listening. I hope you got two valuable pieces of information. You know, call up your lead vendors and say, how much of my leads are coming from internet remarket or email remarketing? They know. They know. Maybe your sales rep there doesn't know. Someone there knows. Keep pushing it. How much of my traffic is coming from internet remarketing? How much of my traffic is not coming from your owned and operated websites, but being initiated through a click wall, four clicks deep? These are good questions, guys. Pick up the phone. Call your lead vendors and ask them. Call me. Ask me. Let's start talking about this. Let's start making these people accountable. That's what we need to do. We can do it together. We can do it together. We can't do it if we all aren't on the same team. I want to be on your team because I'm a small business guy like you. Who else? What other lead vendor? What other anybody's going to come up here and do what I did today? Be authentic. Be honest. Be open. Nobody. Why? They want to make money. I'd submit to you if the only way to make money in the lead generation business is to lie to the people filling out the forms and lying to the people who are buying the leads, it's not a business. It's a criminal enterprise. There can be money made in the lead generation business doing it the right way. Now, maybe not as much as they're making today. Maybe not enough to casually go around and just have a $60,000 everyday watch. I don't need to make that kind of money. What's more important to money to me is being able to sleep well at night. I could never sleep well at night screwing people over. I could never sleep well at night knowing that I'm just selling garbage that's pissing off the agents and the small business owners and pissing off the consumers. That There's no place for that. We've let the system get out of control. Let's take it back together. Thanks for tuning into this first episode. Please like the podcast. Please subscribe to this. You're not going to want to miss it. This is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to bring on a lot of good people too. This is going to be a guest intensive podcast after episode one and two. I look forward to having my friends in the lead generation industry. When I say friends, right, these are good people. And I look forward to having some small business owners on here as well. Also, please email us. Please, uh, you know, reach out to us uh, through social media if you have questions. We want your questions. We want to know what you want to know because that's what we'll be asking. That's what we'll be focusing on. We're a team of small business owners together fighting back, fighting back against what I called a few minutes ago, and I guess I'm going to stand by it, a criminal enterprise. Let's shut it down.